Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 family, family. It's been so long since I've been on air. It feels like, and I'm glad to be back on this Friday chilling with my poetic loved ones. Um, what I got going on here tonight will be basically um, a little bit of old school and some R&B new school and some real tough pieces. And I, I kind of took the liberty of choosing some pieces tonight that's going to have y'all thinking. And getting that mind going, and that's what poetry and poetry is all about. So we're going to get this thing started. Thank you to all that's already listening. I do appreciate the love. It feels good to be back on air, and I hope you all enjoy the show tonight. We're going to kick this off with Sean Bay, Phenomenal Poet. This one's titled Decision. I listen to the struggles of the world I enter. Submerged in life, I grow tired of the redundancies in the center. I hunger for more than I can see with my uncircumcised eyes as I continue to feed on knowledge and necessity to survive. 
choking on lies like reparations and no child left behind when, in fact, one is left every day whose skin is black like mine. It burns as I release my anguish of the stress I feel inside of having to face the imposed ancestral curses and other self-hatred that lash upon my back like the sting of the master's whip in between shoulder and hip. But with truth injected and the lies rejected, I won't be left naked. Muffled voices spark my interest as I change my direction. I feel a disconnection as I think of my entrance, or should I say, my ejection. Into consciousness, I will live to become the sun, lighting the dark by way of the moon until the morning comes. But who will stand up for me when my time has come? Should I end it all now, or should I see what is in the distance? But who, but who, will you, will you, will you stand up for me when my time has come? Why do I concern myself with such decisions when I am only an infant?
original poetry after dark. And yes, I'm going to open my mic tonight for those that do want to get on the mic. Three four seven eight two six nine eight four two. Next four stepping up to the mic is Yoka, and this is Solitary Girl. I know you. You're a solitary girl. I heard you screaming when your back was against the wall. Your voice is stronger than you know. It's the power of the sun that you fear, busting your head against that stone wall, making your mind a prison, making your feet a victim of cinder blocks and brick, causing you to doubt steps your foot hasn't even taken yet. You think your foot needs time to bolt the front door, preventing the demons from getting in? I know you. You're lost in the darkness, but your journey is just getting started. I know you, solitary girl. I heard you screaming when your back was against the wall. Your voice is stronger than you know. You ran blindfolded when your eyesight was not correct. You hallucinated and tripped on your regrets, but crossroads do not appear out of thin air in order to hinder your path to freedom. And roadblocks are not pit stops on delusions feeding emotional diversion. And paths are not solidified on the back roads of indecision. And a fucked up mistake or a twist of fate should not bend your soul off track towards a capital punishment of mental crucifixion, for you are not on death row. Body will survive. Soul will revive. Wounds will heal. And spirit shall break out of its self-subjected sentence of solitary confinement the moment you make your life yours. Your birth was not a mistake. You can't keep covering up your bruises, scars, and pain with caked on foundation. Blood, red lipstick, a back, and a neck brace there to keep your back straight and your head held high. You've got to stand your ground, plant your soul in the same soil you planted your feet. You've got to stand your ground, bury your doubts in the same soil you lost your belief. Uproot the dreams that still sleep. Build a fortress around the ground that you are determined to keep, and you will never be afraid to scream out to stop. And you will remember the price of your worth, and you will recall you've been strong since birth and you won't have to run with blind luck on your back and you won't have to find your blindfold is intact and you won't have to hear your voice crack from the dust that gets stuck in your lungs when you run and you won't have to fall if you hit that brick wall and you won't have to stumble in the gaps of your fears and you won't have to drown in your puddles of tears and you won't have to feel that it was all your fault and you won't feel the need to keep blaming yourself and you won't take him back if he says never hit you again and you won't give in if you're tempted to believe him and this time it is your decision this time things will be different and you will take back the night and you will take back the night you will take back the night and choose to live with this son and you won't have to hear your voice crack from the dust that gets stuck in your lungs when you run I know you, solitary girl, and your voice, your voice is stronger than you know.
original poetry after dark. This is the poetess on the mic, and I hope you all have been enjoying the show thus far. Next call we see our stepping up to the mic will be Sahim Jamal and Pain Drop. <laughs> Midst of storms, out of dark clouds come pain drops. Yeah. I can't see him coming down my eyes, but if Sean Carter can make a song cry, I'll make this poem mourn. Not sorrow over death, but tears shed every time a new soul is born into sin formed from dust. See, in the beginning, he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. A vicious cycle in which only the blood of the Lamb will ultimately protect, but this is for those who feel as if they've been left all alone. Those who, like me, have to play Stephen enduring the ubiquitous casting of stones, yet when we look up, we don't see the Son of Man standing at the Father's right hand. And don't think I'm getting pessimistic now, but when suburbia meets the ghetto, this is how the tears sound. Once voted best looking at IC Norcom High School is now an attitude. Sleeps with facial cheeks pressed close to the ground. Beef is New Orleans circa 2005 on into 2006. Michael Brown, Ray Nagin, George W. Bush, Kathleen Blackwell, and Vice President Dick all in the mixed emotions enclosed within a dome filled with terror and poverty. Those in need of significant health care being attended to improperly, making it hard to see God's sovereignty during this no world order. Oh, New Orleans, we dance with you. We knew all about your lasciviousness and voodoo practices, yet we took a chance with you. And though it looks bad, know that Jehovah has his hand on you. See, it is written, warn to him that is alone when he falls because he has no one to help him up. So he kneeled down saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup, I can't. I can't see him coming down my eyes. But the cries of little boys being molested by men still exist. Being touched improperly until they emit a painful white liquid, having no idea what's going on with their bodies. And that thought is enough to leave holes in my heart like a direct pellet blast from a sword off shoddy. See, the other boys in the hood gain a fascination with guns. And I know because I was one who watched my old heads make gaining illegal funds look fun. And sure, my father took me to see men like Dr. Ben, but I gained more satisfaction. And knowing that if I watched daddy close enough, I learned the smoothest way to make a hand-to-hand transaction. And if he wasn't a rolling stone, Papa rolled with cats who sold stones. And I don't know if it was the feds or rival dealers, but Papa's role as a man of the house could no longer be fulfilled in his own home because he had to slide to upstate PA. So I thank God in advance for the salvation of a man who once sold more weight than a fitness category on eBay. Yet we stay away from showing each other affection and I can't. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I gotta make this poem cry freedom. Uhuru, that's liberation twice. We need to fight for our rights to live a fruitful life. So if you see my fist up, it's to combat depression and risk cuts. And it's not that I forgot about our ancestors and the Europeans that whipped us, but in a nation as such, we can't afford to look at any man and refuse to lift up. You see, isolation is not God, it's us, which goes back to the lust that is conceived and eventually leads to death. So finding rest within strife rests upon realizing that life is saved for and brought to you by the following, Jesus Christ. And though you fell more than twice, the tears don't have to come from your eyes, so don't mourn. See, God knows we're naughty by nature, and once again, it's on. The pain drops.
to be or not to be? That is the question. Are you serious? Hey, this your man. Sound off now. For the best in poetry and spoken word, join my fam, the Angelic Poetess. That's every Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. On the Blog Talk Radio Network, the best in Internet radio. So join my fam, D.A.P., DAP, for some of the hottest spoken word artists and poets on the planet with that special blend of music to soothe you after a long, hard day. Again, that's Tuesdays and Fridays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for the Angelic Poetess Artist Showcase. I will see you there. All right, all right, the original poetry after dark, chilling, chilling on this Friday night, and I hope you are too. All right, we got an hour and 33 minutes left in the show. We just heard from Music Soul Child, Half Crazy. So now we're going to turn this back into poetry, and this one is from Termite, and this is titled His Prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, the King of Kings, the ruler of everything below I thank you for the gift to be able to write my poetry, but now it's time for you to be dedicated to poems. Lord, forgive me for my sins and cleanse my soul with your blood. Trap me in a room full of demons and not my mouth let your words blood. Because I don't fear those that turn their destinies against you. They made their choice in their own free will, but about you, they must not have had a clue. We all slip up, but those that know you, never leave. So I dedicate this poem to you because you're worthy. Yes, indeed. You said you would not forsake me, and God, I believe that. You said seek me and ye shall find me. Well, I also believe that. But with some of the things I did in your face, you still love me. Now, nah, I can't believe that. Because if I were you and you were me, how would I have to wipe you up off the map? For disrespecting me and biting the hand that feeds you because I created you in the perfect image, but yet you turned into that. That creature that loved everything the devil provided and slowly turned away from me. Lord, I don't see how I'm better than no serpent the rat. But you kept shining your love and grace on me like you do all of your other creatures. And I wanted to say thank you for doing what you do because your work always leaves me speechless. Because without your name, there would be no glory. You're the author and everybody else is just characters in your story. You send messages of pain through me in every poem from beginning to end. To let everybody know about the pains you endured and some that you still hold within. Of your children, your creatures going through lust, temptation, and hatred. When loving you is just as easy, but some people make it seem like it's just so sacred. Lord, I just ask you to keep on correcting me. Keep pushing me in the ultimate goal of a believer. Keep perfecting me. My hands are like an old man's hands because I've already lived my life and my body's young because you resurrected me. I got the front line of your army and you got my back, so let's triumph for eternity. Because instead of walking through that valley full of shadows of death, I'd rather fly through that valley with your light in my chest. I remember trading to receive my poetry book for my bulletproof vest. I was a kid when I started, but now I'm older and it's time to finish this quest. Lord, may I ask your words pass through me, be heard in the ears of the deaf. May the blind see your aura, may the premature deceased have breath. And even though he's sneaky and everybody knows that's not a good feature, you said pray for these type of people, so I pray for Bush, God. Put your hands on this country's leader. 
Bless my family and guide them in whatever ways you may need to. Bless those who believe in you a little bit and save those that even think of you. Lord, patience you. Lord, patience. Lord, patience is what you said I had to learn, and in that characteristic, I feel you correcting me. I thank you for the ability to learn because patience is needed for this poetry CD. Speaking of patience, some religious people often laugh at me because they think I'm a joke to. Speaking of patience, some religious people laugh at me because they think I'm a joke to your word. They often categorize me without knowing me as that average man standing on the curb. They think I'm in cahoots with the devil and they think they're a little bit better than superb. I blend in with the heathens. I bet one gets saved if he feels his poem because of what he just heard. I thank you and ask you bless every poet that writes down whatever they have to say. And I thank you for our guardian angels so they can protect us and move whatever obstacles may be in the way. I ask you bless our words and help us spread a message or two for you one way or another. And then bless Florida and Louisiana for Hurricanes Andrew and Katrina. And bless yourself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Brian McKnight. I'm myself thinking. You're tuning into the original poetry after dark. And we have an hour and 25 minutes left. Rolling with the next poet, Sean Grant, to be honest. To be honest, sex was never a problem for me. It was all so innocent, it seemed. <coughs> See, it all started for me with a closed door and exposed doors on bright screens. My bad, my bad. I mean, misguided females doing horrorous things. <laughs> it's a shame to find out that the true whore was me. I was the one prostituting myself, giving in to everything that said, click me or come see. And unfortunately, it drew me in so easily. I could see it now, there was me. Supposedly a godly teen, but struggling with something that's so much bigger than he is. See his, temptation was to sneak his. Little behind in the dark rooms, get online and seek his perfect image, and what works for him is a woman that uses her body to work for livings. He didn't see anything wrong with treating women like they were employees of the minute. I was about to get obscene in a minute. I've seen scenes so vivid, not even my weakened vision could keep me from sinning. It soon turned from a weakened thing into a secret that I couldn't keep keeping in. I knew something was missing, but I kept searching and clicking, thinking that one of these girls could make me feel something different. None of them did it. And soon what was virtual turned to a reality. I thought I was through, that had to be it, but the same thing carried over and grabbed me again. The same image of women and me giving myself to any of them that even looked in my direction. I may have been in need of emotional protection, but sex was never a problem for me. I ain't go all the way. Well, let me explain. You remember your first marijuana kiss? You know, the one that was like the gateway drug to other bodily addictions? It started off simple, but now when it's not around, you have having withdrawal symptoms. See, I never meant to get high. I only needed a puff every now and then to get me by. But after a while, it seems like it wouldn't even feel right unless I laced it with a little something extra to fill time. And while my kisses slowly turning the touches, as my mind rested on the fact that she was on her back, while I slide closer and closer to her virginity, voice is screaming within me, she's not yours. Don't touch her, leave her alone. I ain't listen. All that was on my mind was trying to find a new position to sit in so I could somehow find what I was searching for. How could I have missed it? Wait, let me try that again. No, that's not it. There must be more. Now I see that she's searching, but I already know I don't have what she's looking for. But I can't let her know. I can't let her go, because if I do, I have to go back to the way things were. But I was lonely before her. So this must be right. Bodies intertwined, however, slightly nervous, because I think I just heard some footsteps in the distance. Or maybe it was just the wind. Or maybe it was just the sin that was rushing in, but I wasn't worried because sex was never a problem for me. I knew what not to do. I read the card. I would not have sex before marriage, and if I already have, I would never go at it again. Sign my name with a pen. But what it didn't explain was all the sensuous ways that a hiss was played. What a list would say. See, the problem for me was that neither pregnancies or threat of diseases could hold me back from it. I was grappling with deeper things. I soon realized I needed something other than me for this. So I pleaded with Christ and went to see for it. But before I could blink, I was right back in. Same sin, same thing again. Same women's friend around me mingling. Back to the same kisses, which led me right back to the same issues. Closed door. Exposed pores, closed phone to the floor. 
How dare I have the audacity? I had to deal with Jesus asking me, are you the pimp or Rashida Ho? Is anything planted outside of my will? Can I grow? But instead of listening to Jesus, we just lay down slow. And then I go. So I guess to be honest, sex has always been a problem for me. I have been having unprotected sex in my mind since the age of 13, where I conceived premarital lies and contracted spiritually transmitted disease. It hurts to think of all the girls who've been infected by me. I finally came to the point where I fell face flat on the floor. This can't be there. This can't be all there is to life. There has to be more. I had to do something different. I had to get back to my vision. God is living in me. I have to get back to right living. I thought I was the one writing my own script, and I thought I had real life when it was really just fiction. I had to let God take the pen from my hand and compose me a new composition. He had to show me what godly penmanship is. But don't be fooled. See me as a Christian. I'm not yet well written. I'm just spelled different. So I guess the thing is, for me, what made the difference is when I finally admitted that sex was a problem for me. So be honest with me. How many of y'all can honestly say sex is not a problem for you?
to the original Poetry After Dark. I have a call on the line. We're going to open up the mic for 216. You're on the line with the forces. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking to uh, Ron Queen, Mama Ola Day G. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I was working on my jewelry, and then I think I, I thought I heard you say that we could read something. Oh, yes. Oh, sure. Okay. It's open mic. Oh, you did say that? Okay. Um, can I can I do two pieces, or you want me to call back and do one now and one later? You can do one now, and you can do one later. Okay. Well, the first one I want to do is called, um, I'm not going to tell you the, the name of it till the end. Okay. okay. I was showing some love to some young girls, a solution to a problem, explaining why spending all that money on perms and tracks was making corporations rich. Then I heard one of them speak real low. I ain't going to be no nappy-headed hoe. 
Well, I got locks, so I was offended. Not to hear her, I pretended. I kept talking, and I said, They get rich while abusing your head. I kept a straight face. I had not a smile. You're economically targeted. They call you cash cow. You are economically targeted due to to low self-esteem, codenamed cash cow, and they sell you wet dreams. You are not going to look like Holly or Bianca or go on a date with some big-time star. You're in the hood with a baby to feed, codenamed cash cow. Every time you go and buy some hair that's not your type, you just bought into the hype. We get poor and they get rich. She smiled and mumbled, you nappy-headed bitch. I, <laughs> I just laughed and smiled and looked at her edges. And I said, sweetie, I love you, but you're living a delusion. I am trying to help you with your mental confusion. Another one jumped up to dispute me and said, I'd rather be poor than a nappy-headed whore. I got loud. I said, that hair is fake. It's glued in or sewed in, and you're wearing your hair natural, and wearing your hair natural don't make you no hoe. A hoe is a person that has no esteem, who lets people keep selling them those wet dreams. What they are selling you don't have to buy, all right? Tracks, Wendy's, McDonald's, and cellulite. Paying a high price to look so bad. Buying them tracks and fake hair with those babies' milk money. A $1 billion industry that's robbing you blind. No college, no savings, not even a stash. No money in the bank. It seems all you're doing is buying wet dreams. Meditate. Read a poem, for God's sake. Inspire yourself and find out who you are. Even a real hoe with a nappy head got a savings because she got her stash of cash. And she don't promote degradation, and she don't pay to show her nappy edges. So save your money for the future. This is a love poem to say, be proud, be nappy, be shining, and remember your hair says who you are. Or who you want to be, it can say, I'm proud, or it can say, I am mental. So stop letting them fake you out. Stop. Stop it now. Be a nappy-headed whatever, but don't be no cash cow. End poem. That's it. <laughs> that was great, Tony. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh wow. I'll go back. Hey, if you got um if you got any links, uh where your work is at, feel free to shout that out right now. Okay, I'm gonna call back. I don't have no work. I'm a jeweler and I'm a, a senior citizen that likes to just read and motivate and a provoke thought. That's basically okay. it. Okay. All right. Keep All it right. coming. Thank you. All right. All right, y'all. That's a queen. All around queen in the chat room sending out a, a serious message to the young black woman. And I felt that piece all the way around. And I hope you did too. We're going to move on to the next um, poet. 
this poet is named Archi. Her name is Archi, and it's entitled Forgive Them Father. Shattered glass and bare feet lead to bleeding minds. More than my toes are drowning, and my only refuge from hell is to switch places with you. Forget created equal, just superior to any creation under, under the, the sun. sun. While I dance naked in the splendor of these shaky pedestals created by man, and my locks wrap around sharp, dark-wielding eyes, loose lips, and hate-filled theories like a bug light, trapping parasites from penetrating my consciousness, I, I am protected. Am protected. Moved by revolution in Jesus, I willfully repossess my right to hate lighter shades or any of the 31 flavors that season this earth. Because the creator does not create in vain. As I dance naked in my freedom to love every being and respect the lifestyles of those that try to undermine mine. I'll wear my chase shirt until the black falls off because the words resist oppression are written in the color of blood. Forever stained the minds of those that have read more than three books about struggles won and lost. Creating icons out of past leaders who are yesterday's revolution and today's crack whores. Echoes of laughter come from every direction toward every shade of black while we engage in self-segregation by self-appointed leaders into neo-pseudo-cliques and categories that state I am less of a subverter because I associate with church and some non-nappy heads and dreads while foolish fools fool themselves. My own tribe has turned their backs on black faces that work toward the same goal as you, my sister, my brother. brother. Obviously you have forgotten. Judge ye not. Judge ye not. Oh, but I forgot the Bible is so full of lies, so I guess my judgment does come from you, as now you are my master, giving orders as you see fit. I now sing freedom songs against my oppressors that sell me unwillingly into slavery upon red and black and green auction blocks with pasted pictures of the Italian mafia, La Costa Nostra, and past strange fruit, and I now am in season black, but not black enough for you, so I'm picked and devoured. Your on and off switch for your consciousness is moved so many times that it creates typhoons of hate that smells like freedom to you and smells like shh to me. But come on, let's raise our fist for black revolution, power. Let's y'all. get together and rise above oppression on, as daggers y'all. thrown by white races feel far better than the daggers thrown by my brothers with handles that adorn fingerprints of the Lion of Judah that float through 400 years of slavery past the ghosts of Mississippi and lunch counters, burnt memories of little girls, black men dangling like jewelry from trees, lies, twisted history, slave ship, little mixed children, interracial marriages, single parenthood, caged tribe members, and your hate. Upon impact, I don't see white. I I fade fade to black. Your dagger hurts worse, my brother, because theirs is expected. But you forgot I'm I'm protected. protected. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do.
sang it, Mary, sang it. You got to believe. The original course, you have to die. And yes, we had a little bit of open mic. If you two want to get on my mic tonight, 347-826-9842. All right, all right. Our left. And we're going to roll with um, a small commercial break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, what's up, fam? It's your man, One Love. When I'm not thumping on Thursdays, you know I'm bumping with my girl. The Poetist. The original Poetry After Dark. You heard me. Get right. Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p. EST, only on blogtalkradio.com slash the poetess. You're the greatest. All right, all right, I got that out the way. Now, uh, Paul Stephan back up tonight, Eric Moore, and this one here is pretty serious. This is Goodbye Lie, Lullaby. I'll be back. Those are the last words you heard. I'll be back. Those are the words that you hear as you fight back the tears, wondering, what did I do wrong? Where did life go wrong? Yo, why wasn't my father strong? I'll be back. Those are the words that jumpstart your dreams, the prelude to your mother's kiss goodnight. All you want, all you have is that one wish for your father to come back. Minutes turn to hours. Hours turn to days. Days become occupied with wayward fatherless strays with volatile waves who pack chrome 380 and puff on that purple haze. Yo, past that spike lead joint and fuck them school days. My father ain't coming back. So now you're forced to learn how to become a man from cats like Joey Crack, Scarface, Nino Brown, and Frank White reshaped your life. But God is talking to that innocent little boy that's lost deep within you, begging for you to remake your life. He says, son... Son, I never left you. There's still time for you to retake your life. Son, I want you back. But you're lost in the rhapsody made up by money and crack. The love that you have for your maternal father is dulled by adolescent sex, weed, and cognac. Your every day is a struggle. Survival is your mindset. And that thing called street life is based on compact. Those thoughts about your pops that stress you every day, shit. You ain't got time for that. Baby, this is do or die. And life on the streets has taught you that big boys don't cry. And life since the age of four has taught you that men who can't handle responsibilities tell their kids goodbye lies. And at the age of 16, you no longer think about the how comes or why's. Yo, the truth of the matter is this. Your father wasn't ready to have kids. I mean, how can a child raise a child to be a man when he doesn't know what a man is? Yeah, I know life is hard, and I can only imagine what you had to go through. But Pop, just like a test, damn it, I crammed to understand you. And just like you hurt me, motherfucker, I want you to hurt too. I can't stand to look in the mirror, because my mother says that I look just like you. And I'm scared to death to have a child, because I'm afraid of what I just might do. Will it be the beginning of a new life? Or the life in times of Eric Moore Part 2? Yo, don't get it twisted. I don't hate you. I mean, how can you hate someone you never really knew? So allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Eric Moore. I am your conscience. I am your son. I am the one that you forgot. Remember me. Remember me.
the original poetry after dark. 52 minutes left in the show, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Next poet stepping up to the mic is Amal the Shidi and Unforgotten Child. A premature encore Because violence cracks like thunder Interrupting thoughts of the next day And now Dust in dark corners hold Rallies on old photo albums Like angels on rooftops Protesting that the rain won't stop falling Like the children The rain won't stop falling Like the children Children we Can only remember
original poetry after dark, 47 minutes left in the show. And right now I'm going to take this time to um, show Matt love to the young family and be saying, Mika, she's a good friend to everyone who came in contact with her over the BTR network as well as Facebook. And she will be real sorely missed. And I hope her family can find some comfort knowing that she is dancing definitely with the stars up there with God. And this is dedicated to me, guys. Though I may say
be the original poetry after dark. Uh, we're going to move back into some poetry with Heather Christian and Selfish. Permanent bruises on my, my belly. Mine. From inaccurate insulin injections, totally unacceptable. My husband not being able to rub my lower limbs because my skin simply cannot tolerate his touch makes me cringe at just the sight of a Snickers bar. Throwing up every five minutes, praying to my God that I can only just dry heave because I can no longer stand the taste of my own bile coming out of my own mouth. Y'all, I can't even clean my house properly because I just don't have enough energy. 500 square feet should only take about 35, 45 minutes to clean, but for me, sometimes it seems like a day's journey, so I clean the kitchen, have a snack, clean the living room and bathroom, and take a nap for about two hours, wake back up to clean my bedroom, but I don't have to make my bed? Why? Good question. I'm glad you asked. Because when I'm done, I'm about to get right back in it. So I take another nap, wake back up, wipe off all the windows, tables, and countertops, write some poetry, make my bed, take a shot. And when I'm done, I've got just about 35, 45 minutes to get ready before Papa comes home. And y'all have the audacity to whine and moan when in your body you feel absolutely no pain. I just don't understand it. Please, somebody explain this behavior to me. Some people call it lazy, I call it selfish. See, my days be full of controversy, y'all, I'm always thirsty. Fingertips got calluses from all the needle pricks. My garbage, my garbage is full of nothing but syringes and blood test strips. Constant trips to and from the clinic just so doctors can tell me what they think I should already know. They be telling me I'm sick. I tell them they wrong. Because in Christ, I am no longer weak, but have become strong. And all along, I'm fighting. Fighting just to do all the little simple, everyday things that y'all seem to take for granted. I'm telling you, it's selfish. Mothers complaining that they have to raise their babies all alone when I am married and haven't even given birth yet. Can't look into the face of my child and see they daddy. But because that man done moved on, you got the nerve to keep him from his seed. Girl, I'm telling you, it's selfish. Wish, wish I could drive down the block. I'm legally blind, can't see. But y'all got the nerve to get mad because you have to take time out of your day, pick up your boy, and he ain't got no gas money. Dude, I'm telling you, it's selfish. And without having to think about the consequences food is going to have on your body, you can eat anything that you choose. I have to determine which sugar substitute that I'm about to use. The pink, the yellow, or the blue. And to tell y'all the God's honest, absolute truth, don't none of them even taste like real sugar. And with the snap of your fingers, the blink of your eye, you can do anything that your mind tells you you can try. Now please, please, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. It just takes a little bit more time for me. You need to learn how to appreciate all of your physical abilities. They are truly a gift from God. Whatever you do, don't dare take them for granted. 
So whatever you do, don't ever let me have to accuse you. Cause I wanna show you all 
show, Poetry After Dark, Open Mic Night. 33 minutes left in the show. And Darlene is just, wow. That's my man. Going back to 216, we heard from um, this call earlier, and definitely a great piece. So, 216, you back on the air? Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the second poem so I can get back to work and just listen to the rest of the show. It's called okay. Watch Them. It's called Watch Them. Okay. Loudly putting down black women. Proudly shooting down their brothers. No sense of pride in our race. Where's the love? Where the love went, I don't know. We raised these people by example. The scenario don't fit. It is not ample. We were filled with our pride. And for our cause, we lived and died. What happened to the next generation? How did we get this separation? Was it crack? Was it smack? Or, oh, I just don't know. Some rappers who blazed the trail were still coming strong, letting the world know about our plight and coming correct and not all wrong. Then what happened? I just don't know. Every other word, a B or a hoe. Then I start hearing about the down low. Our men started flashing the cracks in their ass. Then time started to pass. No more uplifting chants. No more words of wisdom. All I heard was be and ho, love of money and love of bling. The revolution seemed dead. Sisters got long tracks in their head. No braids, no locks, no froze, long straight hair. No statements being made. It's like they were saying, you want a ho? I'll be a ho. Wiggling and shaking that thing with thongs. They're showing their ass, too, and I thought it was a phase, but it never did pass. Killing each other, selling crack to their mother, cussing and vowing to destroy each other. No warriors were being made, just a bunch of buffoons. I was so hurt, my people were cartoons. Flavor Flav and Snoopy Dog were the heroes they started to worship setting bad examples and defending the wrong purpose. So where are all my warriors at? I just don't know. I just watch them helplessly. The media exploits them, and the real rappers are dead. The real rappers are dead. So where are all my warriors at? They are being controlled. Give them some dollars, and they sell out. And they sell and they sell us out. They sell out our souls. Where's the sense of loyalty? I just don't know. Watch them. Who are my protectors? What will happen to our offspring? The warriors are not protecting. The girls don't have a chance. The men have gone berserk. This new hip hop culture is a piece of work. A piece of negative work. Pull up your pants. Take out the tracks. We got to take our culture back. In porn. Wow, Queen. Thank you. 
That was that was great. Well, I wanted to share and put something on there, and I'm going to get back to work, and thank you for letting me do that. You're welcome. What's up, y'all? That's, that's how it's going down. She's, she's out there doing something that really needs to be heard. This is not like, not different anybody's poetry, but this is what people really need to hear. So I hope y'all paid attention and um, enjoyed that piece. 29 minutes left in the show. And next poet that we're going to roll with tonight will be the original woman. And this one's titled My Message. My lover was born in 1981. I was young and he a little younger than me, but I never knew his name or his face because he was never man enough to come forth to me, so I just called him Mr. HIV is funny. Because I never thought it could happen to me. But now I spend my nights replaying that day in my memory, praying that I could go to sleep and wake up and it'll all be a dream. But today I woke up and I was still positive with HIV. I know because I remember. I remember that year I gave blood, though I can't remember all the partners that I made love to. But one of them sent me an anonymous handwritten letter saying, Get tested. And considering my entire life rested in those two words, I felt he should have said it to my face. I couldn't place him, so I traced old letters from ex boyfriends trying to compare handwritings and pens or recall any one night stands, hoping that I can go to him and he can tell me that it was all a joke and take back every word he wrote me. On his sadistic sense of humor, but then I got my test She promised me anonymity, but it didn't matter because I lost my own identity when she told me that I was positive for HIV. And the only words I can make out was that, You're wrong! wrong. Because God has another plan for me! And I wanted to scream, but then I had and I probably would have ran away with my legs and my knees for two weeks of that feet. Became my capital punishment, my execution chair, as if Mr. HIV's lethal injection wasn't hard enough to bear. I had to hear about all of my treatment options, support groups, and don't forget to tell your partners to get tested. <laughs> that first year was the longest. Everything on TV seemed to remind me that I was a statistic Trojan man. Had new mystic colors. Every other channel had lovers who advertised new natural, sensitive lovers. BET's PSA announcement, 66% of women affected with HIV are African Americans. HIV is the largest killer among African Americans aged 25 to 44, and I just added one more to the 42 billion affected with HIV on this planet, damn it. Jill Scott telling me to wrap it up, and I'm wondering how in the fuck did I miss the message? And apparently our president missed the message, too, because all I hear about is his international gag rule, or his abstinence-only education, or his convenient evasion of Africa's AIDS epidemic. Not that I limit him to the blame, but I do hold him responsible. Just like I hold all the apathetic politicians responsible, and I hold the media responsible, and I hold society responsible, so that when my body is limp and cold, the cause of death on my autopsy reads complacency, and the lack of decency and respect that somebody was never mad enough to give me, so now I feel the need to deliver a message. Scare the fuck out of America, send everybody an anonymous handwritten letter saying, get tested, and get educated, and use protection before it's too late. Before you end up like me, 
And your worst fears producing orphans instead of producing babies or fighting and dying alone because of fake friends and frightened family and the worst thing about going to sleep. Seven years since my fears were born and my tears are still just heavy. But I used to cry because I was living to learn how to die. But today I'm dying to learn how to live just long enough to give the world my message.
afternoon. Cumulus clouds, 84 degrees. He was brown, deep. Said he wanted to talk about my mission, listen to my past lives. Took me on long walks to places where butterflies rest easy. Talked about Moses and Mumia, reparations, blue colors, memories of shell top Adidas. He was fresh, like summer peaches, sweet on my mind, like black parties and penny candy. Us was nice and warm. No jacket, no umbrella, just warm. At night we would watch the stars and he would physically give me each and every one. I felt like cayenne pepper, red, hot, spicy. I felt dizzy and Sonia, heaven and miles between my thighs. Better than love, we made delicious. He, me, had, had me, he, he had me tongue-tied. I could hear his rhythm in my thoughts. I was his shark, his horn section, his boom and his bitch. And he was my love Love rain down on me On me, down on me The rain was falling and, and slowly and, and sweetly And stinging my eyes and I could not see that He became my voodoo priest And I was his faithful concubine Wide open, wide Loose like boughs after collard greens The mistake was made Love slipped from my lips Ripped down my chin and landed in his lap and us became new now me non-clairvoyant and in love made the coochie easy and the obvious invisible the rain was falling and i couldn't see the season changing and the vibe slipping off its axis our beautiful melody became wildly staccato the rain was falling and i could not see that i was to be plowed and and burnt alive and left to drown in his sunny afternoon. Cumulus clouds, 84 degrees, melody. I stretch my arms towards the sky like blades of tall grass. Some beat between my shoulders like carnival drums. I sat still in hopes that it would help my wings grow. So then I could really be fly. And then she arrived. Like daybreak inside a railway tunnel. Like the new moon. Like a diamond in the mines. Like high noon to a drunkard. Sudden. She made my heart beat in a now now time signature. Her skinny canvas for ultraviolet brush strokes. She was the sun's painting. She was a deep cognac color. Her eyes sparkled like lights along the new city. Her lips pursed as if her breath was too sweet and full for her mouth to hold. I said, you are the beautiful distress of mathematics. I said, for you, I would peel open the clouds like new fruit and give you lightning and thunder as a dowry. I would make the sky shed all of its stars like rain. And I would clasp the constellations across your waist. And I would make the heavens your cape. And they would be pleased to cover you. They would be pleased to cover you. May I please cover you. Please.
What up, though? What up, though? What, what up, up though? This is DJ DZD on the ones and twos. And when I'm sitting back relaxing on a Tuesday or a Friday, I get on my computer. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash be poetess. Be angelic And I sit back and listen to the soothing sounds of good old school and a little bit of new school R&B. That sets the mood just right for all the dynamic, dynamic fantastic, and out-of-sight poetry out of that sounds the mind, body, and soul on the late-night tip from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's where you'll find me. So tune in. Her show is definitely a show you don't want to miss. You dig? Let's go. When I'm still sitting back and I'm sitting on my ass while I listen to you. And with the course, what I need, satisfaction, guarantee, who do I listen to? Never felt hunger like this before. 
stomach aches for lack of food, no nutrients and dumpsters, only foul pieces of seven-hour meat, yet I swallow my pride and eat it. I wonder what I have done to become this way. I tried my hardest to live life righteous, but the reverence of suffering has become my way of extinction. I am fading away from civilization. You see me not, because I'm not really looking at. I am less than a man, dirty, hungry. I am your unwanted reality. I am homeless.
All right, so that concludes the show for tonight. We're going out with the regular outro. Hope you all have a lovely weekend. We'll be back on the air Friday, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. One love. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we call